It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Metalcore Nerds. This is actually very special. This is the first Star Wars after show I've ever done. I've done full series kind of shows, but I've never done a week-to-week after show. And here to join me is my good friend, Chris, from the Geek Peak and High on Horror Podcasts. What's up, my man? Sean, what's good, man? Happy New Year. We're starting it off strong with some Star Wars talk, and I'm so glad that you asked me to, to be on this. I've been... I've been sitting there listening to you. It's you and your friend Austin, right? Who were doing the Hawkeye episodes. Yep. Yeah, I was sitting there listening every week. I'm like, yes, yes, all of this, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I've been really been loving doing these after shows, and I'm happy to do a Star Wars one finally. It kind of worked out. You know, there's no MCU shows or MCU anything for a while. And mm-hmm. uh, right after Hawkeye is over, Boba Fett sneaks right in. And there's a lot of Star Wars this year, which is exciting. A whole oh lot of Star goodness. Wars. We're getting Obi-Wan and Ahsoka this year. Let's go. Uh, and Obi-Wan and or and uh, I think Ahsoka's next year, I think. Because I don't even oh. think I've started filming it yet, which kind of oh. sucks. I need but all we of get, that. But we get Bad Batch Season 2. So we get after Boba Fett, we get Obi-Wan and or and Boba Fett Season 2 all this year, which is wild. <laughs> it's wild to think about. I'm I'm hoping that they have like a similar kind of, you know, huge popularity surge for the TV shows because Mando has been so incredible um, yes. and obviously Boba now. So like I hope that I want all hits. I know that's a lot to ask, yes. but like Star Wars <laughs> is like such a good universe that like I want everything to just nail. Me too. Uh, I really like Bad Batch. It, I think I let myself down with the show. Because I don't really know how I expected it to end, but the ending wasn't like this crazy thing to me. But I was like, oh, they're obviously setting up for more stuff. And the the tie-ins you got with that show were really cool for me. 
especially if you've watched like Clone Wars and Rebels and everything like that. It, it was yeah. cool to see other people kind of whirling. Dave Filoni, man, that dude is a, a madman. Star Wars madman. Dude, young young Harrison Dula was a very nice little touch. Yes. And there was, as, yeah, and, dude, that was such a, a dope episode. I was like, oh my God, baby Hera. I was like, <laughs> and then uh, who? Uh, Kanan? Jairus, the Jedi? Oh, in the opening scene, yep. yep. Yeah, I was like, oh, yes. Anytime, I want like every single piece of content I can get from Order 66. Like, I need every dude, single perspective. It's basically like the snap now in MCU. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I can I can never get enough of seeing different perspectives and and versions of that moment or the return of that moment. It's the same with Order sixty six. I'm like, give it all to me. I don't even care. Like, yes. I'm like what whatever you want, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's like it'll never get played out. You can just keep showing me no. different Jedi that I've never even heard of going through it. Dead. Uh, uh, before we get into the book of boba fett we're gonna talk a little bit about what we've been watching these past few weeks you know christmas time holiday times time where you watch a lot of stuff so yeah talk about some some stuff we watch so i've watched a lot of movies in the past week and a half not like a ton but a good handful so this is a list of movies i've just watched so i watched don't look up on netflix i watched coda on apple tv plus Matrix Resurrections in theaters, and then Tick, Tick, Boom also on Netflix. And uh, three out of four of these movies are amazing. (laughs) 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 You can probably guess which one wasn't amazing. Um, But Don't Look Up was... It's a very real movie, even though it's a political satire. It's very comparable to what happened with COVID. So I can get why people don't like it, because it is a little too real, if you really think about it. I thought it was hilarious, mostly hilarious because of how sad, sadly accurate it is. Uh, but I thought it was really funny. Leonardo DiCaprio is like out of his mind while not being out of his mind in, in this movie. It was cool to see him do this kind of role. I don't feel like we see him really do anything like this, at least in a while. Um, Coda is just like a heartwarming. It's about a movie of this kid who she's the only non-deaf member of her family. So her brother, mom and dad are all deaf. And they run like a fishing business and she struggles between like uh, doing a future for herself or helping her family, seeing as she's the only hearing one. It's a really, really good movie. I I can't recommend it enough. Not a lot of people are talking about it. It is getting a ton of Oscar buzz because it was like a big uh, like Sundance and TIFF movie. It got purchased for like an all time high at Sundance by Apple for it to happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if it gets some Oscar noms and stuff. It's a very, very good movie. Then I saw Matrix Resurrections in theaters, which <laughs> I feel like that movie tricked me in a way because I somehow enjoyed watching it, even though I know most of it was really bad. It's so weird. I, I can fully accept that it's not a good movie. Have you seen it? No. Okay. I have a kind of funny story, and I and I told you this in our group chat, but... um. So I went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home with my dad. That was my second time catching it. And yeah. uh, so we're, we're sitting in the theater and it is packed. It's like the day after Christmas. And <laughs> um, there's so many people in this theater, like families with kids. You know, everybody's there to see Spider-Man. And they start the credits. And like the very first, I forget, I guess it's Warner Brothers who does the new Matrix. Yeah. Um, but they like, you know, they do the green logo and i'm like huh this is weird because 
like why would spider-man have like a matrix style stylistic logo and they literally had the wrong movie playing for like eight minutes and there's like families walking out and stuff and there's like gunfights starting to take place and i'm like what and i'm just i'm cracking up because i've never seen that happen so uh no i haven't seen matrix resurrections but like i don't know i feel like it's kind of like split on people who liked it or hated it and so i'm kind of interested to see it just for that yeah that's pretty much what i got pretty much like even scrolling through facebook you'd see a different post on each side of of the fence. I didn't hate it, but there's also a way better movie version of that movie somewhere that I wish happened. There's a lot of really cool, like the opening scene is fucking dope. Like when the opening scene was happening, I was like, how could this movie be bad? And then just all this weird, like meta humor comes in, which is, it feels like it's from a completely different movie. Because as you've seen the other matrices, they're not funny. <laughs> yeah, there's like no humor in them ever. Yeah, like the, the yeah. funniest thing is when uh, Neo does like the hand gesture to like that's emulating yeah. Morpheus. And that's not even supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like it's so off-putting and weird. And then the some of the action is really cool. But a lot of the Keanu Reeves action, which is the biggest bummer, just is a mass described it as neo has the force because that's pretty much all he does all he does is like like the force pushes and the stopping the bullets and stuff like that which would be dope if it was intertwined with really sick hand-to-hand action which we know he can do we've seen the last three john wick movies like we know this dude can fucking throw down in some sick hand-to-hand action especially in his later years and they just it's not there that's 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 majors loaded so sick the action it's like basically just an action sci-fi action and that's like the coolest part of that movie. I really like. I just rewatched. I rewatched the trilogy before I watched the one. So fresh brain. It does add some cool stuff. Kind of the ending is definitely not satisfying, in my opinion. It's just kind of, oh wow, this is why this is happening. That's pretty fucking cool. And then the ending happens. You're like, okay, I guess. <laughs> and then if you do go see it, don't even stay for the after credit scene because it's, it's stupid. It's so fucking dumb. It's very pointless. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like that's one I should. (laughs) That's one I feel like I should catch on HBO at home. Yes, I did like it seeing better in theaters, but I also have the Regal Pass, so it didn't like I didn't have to pay for it, so I didn't even feel bad about it. Well, technically not pay for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, the monthly charge, but yeah, I would say definitely watch HBO. (laughs) 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 That way, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm glad you said like technically I don't pay for it or technically I pay for it or whatever because I think I feel the same way with the AMC A list. I'm like, oh, this is free movies, even though I'm paying for it. I'm like, no, it's free. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what people say about like Netflix. You're like, yeah, I'm watching it for free. It's like, well, you pay for Netflix. <laughs> Whatever, you know, I get it. I get it. But then uh, Sam and I watched Chick Tick Boom the other night, and that movie, Andrew Garfield, MVP of 2021 for me, actor wise. Uh, Dude, ooh. for real, I'm. I'm 35 minutes into it i was actually watching it right before we uh hopped on and i'm really it's really good i'm really enjoying it it's it dude it it just gets better that movie is such a i feel like a sleeper in a a way but it's a very very good movie and then of course also on netflix i'm almost done with cobra kai season four already oh i just can't not if those the beauty of the show is just flies you know every episode is 25 minutes 
except I think the later episodes, like the last episodes, like 40 or 50 minutes, which is dope. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this this show, man, it's probably my second favorite show on TV beside behind Ted Lasso. Like it is so good. It's such a fun watch. Yeah, it knows exactly what it is. It's funny. It's got great character building. It's got it's got like drama and emotion. It's just it's good shit. I'm I love this show. And I know they already finished season five. So we might get a thing where we get season five some probably sometime this year because technically we got two seasons in 2020 because they did this the uh, third season early in 2020 and then right at the end we got the fourth season so I, I would assume we get it sometime this year which i think their overall plan was six seasons i think it could be different now that it's it's number one on netflix it's obviously very popular so we'll see i i cannot wait to watch it i actually intentionally did not start that before we started recording because i was like i know if i watch one episode i'm gonna want to watch be- six episodes <laughs> <laughs> dude when i went to the that digital premiere thing i went to i only got one episode and i was like i want to watch the rest right now <laughs> I was like, fuck i was like give it to me you know it's like you know it's 25 minutes and you're like it's over and you're like fuck i have to wait three days for the rest of this <sighs> but it was nice getting a little head start when you start binging it but it was all right it was cool <laughs> very very nonchalant of you it was all right i'm like i would literally kill my firstborn <laughs> to get that download <laughs> no it was it was really really sick I, it was more saying it was all right because i had to wait to watch the rest oh. of <laughs> what, what have you been watching that that's pretty much what i've watched in, in the last week and a half yeah so um a lot more shows than films um okay okay I finished all of that show on Netflix, Arcane, the one that's based on League of Legends. Um, I need to watch that still. Yeah, my my co-host Brandon was very, very high on it. And uh, so he's like, you need to watch this and I want to do an episode on it. And I was like, all right, all right. You never ask me to watch stuff, really, because he's normally more of our (laughs) video game guy. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll oblige. Um, So I watched it and the animation style is amazing. First of all, like the whole, the whole show is just a beautiful watch. Um, Freaking imagine dragons has a banger song on there. Actually, like they do the theme song for it. And I was like, this is probably going to be, I was like, is this going to be a terrible song? Cause it's imagine dragons. And it's actually pretty good. You know what I just realized? It's super hilarious in a connection to Hawkeye. (laughs) So Seinfeld is, she voices it and she's, you know, Kate Bishop, and they have that that awesome interaction with one of the tracksuits about Imagine Dragons. That's fucking hilarious. This is Holy the year shit. of Imagine Dragons, Haley Seinfeld, and, uh, and Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield. <laughs> the MVPs of 2021 right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's, she's really good in it, too, the voice acting that she does. Um, and the story is really interesting. I never played League of Legends, but um, it hasn't been too difficult for me to like get into it because they do a really good job of world building in it. Um, cool villain, really, really good backstory. Um, awesome development of that villain. Uh, there's not as much action as I would like because when I think of like League of Legends, I at least have like a concept of what it is, and it's, it is right. like a fighting style game. Um, <laughs> right. So there's only like two big fights in it, but they were both awesome. So cool. I was, I would say like best animation I've seen since like Into the Spider Verse. Like that's how good the the animation style wow. is. So 
Yeah, it's not as good as Into the Spider-Verse, in my opinion, but it's yeah. definitely up there. That's a high um, bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's like some of the best animation ever. So, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I finished the second season of The Witcher. Oh, same. With my I boy Cavill. Uh, and I liked it. I felt like the first episode was great. And then there was like three or four that were like a little slower in the middle. And then the final three episodes, I was like locked back in. I was like, okay, this is, I can't wait to see like the next season. Yes. But I will say like my one critique about the show is like, I just feel like for how awesome the property is of the Witcher, the show is not as good as it could be. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no other Witcher knowledge other than watching The Witcher on Netflix. That's all. That's all I got. I and, just and know it's a video game and books, and but I know nothing about it at all. <laughs> and like, I haven't even beaten The Witcher three, um, but I did put in like not a lot of hours into it for how long that game is. I think I put in like twenty five hours into it. Um, but there's just like the world is like so massive and. I don't know. I, I feel like it, the second season's like a pretty convoluted. Like I was following what was going on, but there's just like a lot of moving parts that don't seem like absolutely necessary to tell the overall story. It's just kind of like subplots that are running. Um, not yeah. trashing it at all. Cause I did really enjoy it. Like it still has some of the monsters are amazing. And like I said, yeah. the finale was on point, but um, I, I really want them to like, they need, I feel like they need like, top tier writers to make stuff a little bit more succinct and like have everything, you know, play closer yeah. to like the main story. Yeah. There was definitely some side. I thought that while watching it too, that some of the side plot points kind of just get introduced and never really revisited. Um, and that doesn't mean they won't get tied up because this season, what I thought this season did really well is tie in a bunch of the characters in together that we yeah. didn't see together in season one. I was like, oh, shit's really starting to take picture of the overall story of what the fuck this show really is. Mm -hmm. And seeing all these characters who didn't even interact at all in season one finally interact in season two. I was like, oh, OK, we see things kind of making sense now. Like, OK, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, I definitely I definitely see what you mean about some because some of the subplots I was like, that was set up like three episodes ago and they kind of just forgot about it. <laughs> it's like when they were doing game of thrones like yeah daenerys kind of forgot that they had those spears on the boats <laughs> the crossbows or whatever yeah i forgot about it no big deal it's fine <laughs> oh there's i brought this up in the google student chat last night but the show yellow jackets on show oh you i've been hearing love this show dude dude like, i've heard it's amazing i thought of the i thought of the high and horror dudes as soon as i started watching it because it's, it's not like full horror but it has horror elements and it's more of like a drama pretty much, but it has these weird like horror thriller elements, but dude, it is so sick. I've never even, I, th I know I've heard of it, but I had no idea what it was about. And my friend was over and they're like, he's like, Oh, let's watch something. And Sam's like, Oh yeah, I heard something about this. And it's funny because my friend Tyler small who did the WandaVision after show with me was like that same day was like, if you don't watch yellow jackets, watch it. And then Sam hours later brings it up to like, Oh, let's start this. And dude, it is, it is wild. Like you lose your mind over this. It is so fucking cool. So my two of my no, top shows, it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two of my top shows that I plan to watch this year uh, that I've been told I need to watch is the Dexter New Blood on Showtime and then Yellow Jackets is the other one. So I will be watching that soon and we'll have to we'll have to have a brain dump on that because I hear it's great. Yeah, it's crazy. And I I don't it's one of those stories that do they do flashbacks in present time to kind of explain how the story goes and reveal more about what actually it's basically this incident that happens to these group of these group of people. And then you see them in present time, but then you see what actually happens. You kind of get an idea of what happened, but more and more gets revealed as it goes along. It's one of those kind of shows, which I really like those kind of shows. So, but it is wild and it's kind of brutal in certain parts too, where you're like just out of nowhere and you're just like, Oh my fucking God. what the fuck? <laughs> Like one of those, those kind of shows kind of walking dead esque, but not like Walking Dead, but similar vibes where it's just out of nowhere, everyone's cool, and then someone gets an arrow through their head or something like that. Not that that happens in the show, that's happened in The Walking Dead. It's yeah. just things like that where you're like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, I, I, anyone who has Showtime, and, and it's funny because it was like there was through Amazon, there was this deal of uh, the first two months are a dollar a month or whatever. And I was like, oh, I can finally because I planned on getting a free trial for to watch the new Dexter season because I really wanted to watch that. So I was waiting till it was all out. But now that I have this, I was like, oh, I can start Dexter now. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dexter, which uh, I'm very stoked about because everyone is raved about. So I'm I'm amped for that, too. I've heard it's really good. We actually I'm so hype about it that uh, I'm teaming up with Lauren from um, Hops Geek News and we're doing a Dexter right. Uh, like recapture, excuse me, like a review episode by episode of the original first season. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll, pro- we'll probably work our way up to uh, new blood, or maybe we'll just do the first season of Dexter and then jump to new blood. <laughs> it's a big jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only like what? Five seasons. We'll be forgetting about. <laughs> the last um, one, you can kind of forget about most of it other than the, other than like the ending moments of the finale. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to that's revisit ties, that. That's what that's what ties right into. That's what it's like. It's so funny because I have the conversations and I was like, I like the finale of Dexter, and they're like, "Well, oh," and I'm like, "Okay, I like how it ends." It was like the very last scene, I was like, "Makes so much sense for Dexter." It was a really cool ending, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that." And I was like, "All the Deb stuff, that's weird, and didn't mm-hmm. really need to happen, and it's very awkward, and whatever." But the how like pretty much the setup for new blood of how he ends up in the cabin in the middle of the fucking wilderness and shit like that. I was like, that's cool. That makes sense for how Dexter should end, but we're getting more. So, I mean, we have more, so I'm excited to dive into that too. Yeah. I love me some Michael C. Hall. Um, He's great. See, I, so another shout out to your guy, Austin, who was recommending this. Uh, He recommended on the last episode I listened to of your show. I think it was the Hawkeye finale. But how to with John Wilson, oh, I believe. John was it John? Wilson. Oh, John Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So it's produced by Nathan Fielder, who does Nathan for You, um, one of my favorite comedy shows. And I, this show is so funny, but also gets so heavy out of nowhere periodically, and it just like it's like very real. 
Um, and then like just the way that it's uh, shot with all like the different clips that he films like around New York City as he does like narration. Um, like at one point he like goes on a trip and comes back to New York and he's like, I was finally headed back home to my paradise. And like, it's just a shot in the subway of like a mountain of trash bags with like in a zoom in on like a rat peeking its head out. And like, just, it's it's just so like funny and weird. Um, so I've really been enjoying that. I watched the first episode is about how to make small talk. And then the second episode is like the history of scaffolding. And like, it's just so like random, but it is so, so funny. Um, it's so weird. Like it's so out there. So it's, it's just a very unique show. Um, that's on HBO max. I've really, I can't wait to finish that entire series. Cause I, I was cackling at multiple parts in both the episodes I've watched. Um, I, I need to get into that. Uh, I got into the other show that Austin has been badgering me since he was on the black widow, uh, spoiler talk was that leftovers, which I watched like the first few. Episodes. Oh yeah. That, that show is very good. <laughs> it's very yeah. Good. I hear it. I want to watch it. I hear it's incredibly depressing. And I'm like, all right, I need to mentally prepare so, myself for this. <laughs> you know the endgame scene with Hawkeye, the opening scene of Endgame? Yes. It's like that, but that's the whole show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it is, dude. It's fucking <sighs> wild. Like the opening scene of this show, you're like, whoa. It's <laughs> fucked up. <dude."> yeah. <laughs> but it's I, really, really good. I saw an episode when it was originally airing. Like, I think I watched the pilot and I was like, at the time I was like, Nope, too sad for me right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. And now I'm like, give me everything utterly depressing. please. Yeah. Crush my soul. After mayor of East town, I want my heart to be just shattered forever. Yo, that show. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah, really? So many twists. The twist had twists. Oh my God. <laughs> Like finale, you're like, wait, what? What the fuck? What's going on, dude? Literally, the finale broke me. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. Yes, I'm just like, how can there be more twists? No, I don't <laughs> like, what? What do you? Doing? What do you do? It was awesome though. It was great. I, I, I love that show. That show was great. I wonder if we'll get a second season of that. So they were talking about doing another season. But not following the same characters. So, I mean, if the writing is strong enough, I just don't want it to be like a true detective season one to season two kind of situation. Yeah, I heard that that transition is very bad. (laughs) It is like noticeable quality drop off. But, um,. Let's see what what else I've been watching. I've been watching. Oh, I watched the Harry Potter twenty year anniversary thing on HBO Max last night wow. with some friends, and Excellent that was oh my god, that was amazing. Like I did not have as high expectations for it, but it was actually fantastic. Um, had some real tearjerker right. moments too. So hi- highly recommend if you're a Harry Potter fan at all. There's a lot of like behind the scenes kind of like they're talking about their experience and the acting, and they talk about like the different directors that came in for different movies and why they changed directors and things like that. Um, you know, the, the big three Radcliffe, um, Watson and Grant, uh, that's his name, right? Rupert Grant. Yes. I think so. They like, uh, talk about, you know, how they dealt with like becoming like some of the most famous people in the world. Um, 
at, at while being a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like as, literally as children, they were like, yeah. I think they were like fourteen or fifteen, like thirteen or fourteen in the second film, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, they were really young. But it was it was truly amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed it. They have like they have all these interviews, and then they have like some of the original screen tests. Like they have the first screen test of Ron, Harry, and Hermione together. Like their yeah. first time ever being on camera, and that was awesome to see. Um, and a lot of like just fun facts and stuff. So yeah, if you're a Harry Potter fan, it's like an hour and forty five minutes, but well worth like every minute. Um, it seems like HBO Max has been killing it with these reunion things because the Friends one was unbelievable. It was so so good. If you're a Friends fan, that that's another one. So it, it's not shocking to me that this special was also amazing. Like they, they like HBO Max has been killing it with those straight up. I'm stoked to watch it. My, I'm a Harry Potter fan, but my, my wife and her best friend are like Harry Potter super fans. They yeah. fucking love Harry Potter. I like Harry Potter, but I don't love it like they do. They, they I haven't like we we legit have so many versions of the books, like different <laughs> versions, on our bookshelf downstairs. It's it's insane. It's crazy. Uh, so I. I went to like all the midnight releases of the books from like book three on. Um, cause like I was a very avid Harry Potter reader. Um, and then yep. like, obviously I went and saw all the movies, but I haven't watched the films since like, I think I watched them one last time before Deathly Hallows part two came out. Um, and so, uh, so it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I still love the universe, but like, I was like, okay, well I'm like, you know, just busy with other stuff in my life. But I need to go back and and rewatch those, and I think I'm going to reread the books just because it was really fun to see, you know, clips from all the different films like periodically, and they're talking about like filming and stuff. I was like, oh my god, I almost forgot about that scene. Like what? Right. So. <laughs> it's, it's funny how much you forget years after, and then you go to rewatch something, and you're like, oh wow, still I forgot that even happened. That's why I've been I've been trying to do like rewatches of things before we get to it. Like with Spider Man, mm-hmm. I watched pretty much every Spider Man movie beforehand. Matrix, I watched the trilogy, you know, so on and so forth. I've been trying to do that. Like uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I watched the first Ghostbusters right before mm-hmm. right, the day the day of. I saw it, I watched it, and then went and got inside. It definitely adds more because everything's fresh in your brain, and you know you don't have the years of forgetting. Oh, that scene happened. So when things connect back, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> like. Wow. Uh... Like me when I was talking to you guys, uh, you and Lance and Nick about like w- whether there was Hobgoblin in the Amazing Spider-Man too. Dude, yes. That's I was so like, funny. wait, what? Yeah, He's in there? <laughs> I legitimately Daddy, could not uh, remember. <laughs> spoilers. He's the reason Gwen Stacy dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Someone, someone was like, man, spoiler. I watched No Way Home and I found out Gwen Stacy died. I was like, yo, that movie is like almost a decade old. What do you <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> I was like, what? Oh my like, God. What are you talking about? Dude? Yeah, that, that entire franchise has like, ended. <laughs> I was like, what? what? Ah, never mind. Whatever, dude. I was like, whatever. Is there anything you watched before we get into, before we roll into Boba Fett? Uh, two more quick ones. So I watched Lupin with my dad when I was home for Christmas. It's a French Netflix show. Um, it was when the time it released before squid game, it was like the most popular foreign, um, Netflix show that had ever dropped. Uh, and it, it was really, really good. I really liked it. It reminds me of like, 
uh, it's about a master thief and he's like basing his, he kind of bases his persona around this like French uh, icon. That's like, think of like the antithesis of Sherlock Holmes. Like he's like just this, you know, gentleman thief named uh, Arsene Lupin. And so the main character, it's kind of like a modern retelling of that story of those children's books. Um, but it's just really, really good. It's like one of those shows where you just love it because he's always one step ahead of everyone. Um, and uh, like it, it starts with a bang and it's really good. I finished uh, both seasons within like a day and a half because I couldn't stop watching it. And the third season, I think, damn. comes out this year. So highly heard, recommend that. I can't that. remember what, what podcast I listen to that always hypes that up. But I do remember one saying it is very, very good. So I'm not surprised that you also say it's very, very good. <laughs> yeah, like my dad had been trying to get me to watch it for like six months. He's like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? And we, like while I was home, I was like, all right, all right. Let's 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 just sit down and let's give this a try. And so right. I, and then I was like, I kept turning to him after every episode and it kept getting later and later. And I was like, so another one? And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, love a good, I love a good binge, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then last but not least, um, we're very lucky as fantasy fans right now. There's a lot of really good fantasy that's been coming out. Um, oh, wheel yeah. of time on Amazon prime is actually legit. It's the real deal. I'm very excited. To, I haven't finished the first season, but you can tell like the story that they're telling is it's got a lot of depth to it. The characters are all pretty well developed. Um, so I'm really, really enjoying that. And it has some parallels to Lord of the Rings. Makes sense. I've, I've also heard that's very, very good. That's when I told Sam, I was like, we should watch this one together. Uh, mm-hmm. We should watch this one. And she's like, ooh, that sounds cool. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. sounds good to me. But yeah, I've, I've been very excited to check that out. Everyone has said it's very, very legit. Amazon coming out with some like kind of sleeper bankers in the series division, you know? Dude, I'm... Boys, Invincible... I want Lord of Lord of the Rings from Amazon to be like I want it so badly to be good. I I have a feeling it's going to be very very good. <laughs> but <laughs> me too, me too. It could be bad, you know. There's but they've been putting out quality shit, so it's it's kind of hard to think it won't be good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'll it'll be good because I'm going to will it into existence being good. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Will <laughs> that shit into existence? <laughs> All right, let's 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 get into the book of Boba Fett, chapter one. Man. It's nice to have some Star Wars TV back in our lives. That's all I got to say. But the show starts off, kicks off in Jabba's palace, empty, right after Boba and Fennec uh, took it over in the after credit scenes of Mando Season 2. Then we see Boba and a Bacta tank that uh, it's funny because I was watching like a new Rockstars breakdown of the episode and he called these, um, what do you call them? Flashbacktas or something? Instead of back to tank, there's like a flashback. Uh, so he's in the back to tank, and you see him kind of twitching, and then we see a flashback. First, we see Camino, which I'm very interesting to see if they we re- revisit that, especially after watching all the shit that happens in Bad Batch. I wonder if we'll see more Camino. I won't be God, mad if I we hope don't. So. But I'll, I'll be stoked if we do. Uh, then we see. A, kind of like an extended wider shot from Attack of the Clones of Boba holding Jango's helmet and Geonosis, which was really cool to see. And then uh, a moment that we've probably all been waiting for for f- our whole fucking lives. 
we see Boba in the fucking Sarlacc pit and how he's yes and this scene <laughs> is so fucking crazy just like the way it looks the way it sounds like you can almost smell the scene even though you it's <laughs> fucking insane and he gets out because you can't breathe in there it's all like you know toxic stomach acid or whatever like acid yeah so he steals oxygen from a stormtrooper helmet that's uh if you look closely he's like getting absorbed into the stomach wall so he's probably been there for years at this point because c-3po does say that you get digested over like hundreds of years which sounds fucking terrible which i'm sure you would die probably pretty fast anyway but still that's so fucked up and he steals the oxygen from the stormtrooper's helmet then he uses the flamethrower to get out and he this dude is fucking just done for he almost gets cooked inside of his his armor and we see uh, Pacajawas come up and steal his armor, which leads to how uh, Cobb Vanth got the armor, of how he explained he got it from the Jawas in Mando Episode 1, uh, Season 2. And then we see Tusken Raiders take him hostage. Before we move forward in the rest of this, how much were you freaking out this scene? Because I was losing my fucking mind at the, the beginning of this episode. Dude, the Sarlacc pit. I was like, oh my god, they're actually doing it. They're actually like going to tell us how how he got out. Um, I totally agree with you. It was so gnarly, him being in the guts of that thing. Not somewhere I'd want to be. So fucked up. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's just... We kind of figured we'd see this, especially with it being called the Book of Boba Fett. I think we all probably assumed we'd see some of the stuff filling the gaps from where we saw him in Mando to the events of Return of the Jedi, and, and we are. And I kind of like that. I, I'm a sucker for a good flashback while there's a present story kind of story. So that kind of hooks me at, anyway. But after we see him, the Tusken Raiders, he gets uh, brought back to their camp where he's tied up with a Rodian, which the Rodian's actually voiced by Sam Witwer, the fucking Star Wars legend himself that voiced Darth Maul in the, in the uh, Clone Wars and Kirk, Clone Wars and Rebels. Both, wow. Which is really cool. Yeah, fucking, that dude is the man. <laughs> dude is the man. And you see him try to escape the Tuscan camp by he's trying to trick this Mastiff, which is this weird alien dog-looking thing that we saw in Mando and was also in Attack of the Clone. Uh, seeing the the animation CGI for it in Attack of the Clones is utterly hilarious compared to what it looks like now. Uh, <laughs> as most of the prequel CGI compared to anything in the modern era, you're like, this looks like a PS2 game. That's fine, whatever. <laughs> it's, except for except for the uh, lightsaber fight on Mustafar and the big uh, attack on Coruscant at the beginning of three. Those, yeah, pretty that, pretty much those slap. But everything else. Mostly Attack of the Clones. Like the Kamino stuff. You're like, this. You're like, animation on Attack of the Clones looks better than this, which is crazy to even say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you're like, this is pretty, pretty rough. <laughs> pretty rough. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's a subject of its time. Even though there was stuff that came out at that time that looked way fucking better. But it is what it is. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, he, try, he tries to escape again by uh, tricking the Mastiff. And then he eventually gets caught up in the Tusken Raiders and captured back again. And then after that, uh, Boba gets wake, woken up in present day by Fennec Shand. His, uh, <laughs> what was it say? Like, this is my right hand. Uh. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Master Assassin Fennec Shand or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. I saw someone like retweet it and it's like, I, I always want to be introduced as Master Assassin from now on. <laughs> I was like, they're pretty dope. I'd like that. But wakes her up and uh, they get they get suited up. I really like the almost like Iron Man-esque Boba Fett suit up with all the droids helping him suit up. I thought that was pretty dope. Oh yeah, definitely give definitely give me shades of like Iron Man one and two, which I mean John Favreau did, so it would make sense. There, there has yeah, been a so... few Iron Man parallels, like even in Mando and stuff like that, which is cool. Oh yeah, season two, the beginning of Mando, the the fight that goes down um, amongst the at the boxing ring at the fighting ring. It's very very much like an MCU style hero fight. In my opinion, yeah, um, which is cool. There's that one scene, like episode three of season two, and um, they all come to attack all the Mandalorians, and he's like flying next. You see the one flying next to him, and it's kind of like it seemed kind of like an Iron Man homage to what Iron Man did next to a plane in Iron Man one, which was cool. Johnny Faz, yeah. man, doing the thing. <laughs> uh, also, I like that Robert Rodriguez is directing at least the first episode. I don't know if he'll direct all of them. But yeah, he's the, he's the showrunner of the show um, with obviously Favreau and Filoni producing and John Favreau wrote this episode, too, <laughs> which is which I'm guessing yeah. they'll change just like kind of Mando, like the directors. It's, they usually have like three or four directors for the whole season and they kind of switch off. I'm guessing that'll be the same for this. I would I would imagine. I, I don't know if they listed like who else is directing. So I'm, about it. I'm looking at it right now. Apparently, Rodriguez, out of the seven episodes, he apparently did two of the show. John, John Favreau is doing one. Dal- Bryce Dallas Howard. Filoni does one. Um, Makes sense. St- Steph Green. Huh, I never, never heard yeah, of Steph Green. And then Kevin Tansha Rowan, who did the Mortal Kombat film, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Usually the Floney episodes have like a big reveal in it. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that holds true. Well, not always, but I mean, we did get the Ahsoka episode with them last season of Amando. We'll see. I, I am uh, very excited to see who might show up in the show. Dude. Which we'll talk about a little later, I think. Yes, yes, I have some I have some thoughts. I actually so I'm looking at it and I was incorrect. Um I guess he had been tapped to do he had been tapped to do Mortal Kombat, but he dropped out of the project in 2013. So he was never involved, oh. but he doesn't really have a whole lot of other must be boys stuff. With, with Rodriguez in or something. Yeah, which is fine. 
Yeah, I mean, whatever. I I trust them. Like, I'm I'm good yeah. to I'm good to let it play out for sure. Yeah, and then after uh, Fennec and Boba get all geared up, they get paid tribute by a bunch of people from uh, Masa, and it ends up coming down to actually Robert Rodriguez did um, voice or played the one uh, who brought like the Wookiee belt. He actually played that character. And I guess he's voicing the mayor character that that's going to show up later on too. Which I bring up the mayor because uh, a representative of the mayor comes up and kind of doesn't really give respect to Boba. I guess we can say um, he kind of even asks them for tribute to the mayor, and Boba's just kind of like, "We won't kill you. How about that?" <laughs> you know, I I kind of wish he had just killed him. Kill <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. And then he leaves and kind of like, well. Mary's probably not going to like that. Don't be surprised if someone else comes comes down here. Yeah. And the last people that come up is uh, some, some Gaborian guards that, uh, that worked for Jabba and Bib Fortuna. And Boba spares them, saying, like, hey, you were loyal to both your masters. Will you be loyal to me? And they kneeled, which good thing he does because they come they come uh, paying dividends to spare in their lives later on in the episode. Um then they head out into Mas Espa and they go to the Sanctuary Cantina, which we see uh, Max Rebo, the little blue elephant dude. Yes. Who was in the Return of the Jedi. He's not dead because he was on uh, Jabba's yacht that gets blown up. So he survives somehow. Good for him. Glad how about that? Him. How about that <laughs> remix of the Cantina song? Cantina song? <laughs> yeah. Dude. It's so good. Honestly, it's very cool. I was it's literally like dancing really in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking it down. In um, and then uh, Boba meets with uh, the leader of the establishment, and they also get tribute from them as well. But it's kind of unclear if they actually respect Boba or not, because after they leave the cantina, they get attacked by a group of assassins. And I guess we don't see if we if they get the helmet back. I'm sure they get the helmet back, but uh, we do see some people uh, pillaging the bits that were inside the helmet. So I wonder if they still got a bunch of that uh, back or if all of it got taken. Dude. Uh, but they, they you know, dude, scavengers, bro. This scene, like, okay, going back to the actual bar for a second, that Twi'lek yeah. that runs the establishment, I was like, yeah. oh my, my jaw dropped. I was like, love <laughs> i'm in love with this woman <laughs> i did see the dude twilight uh like the the jacked dude twilight going yeah like man thank god they gave us a hot dude twilight <laughs> like, internet's a weird fucking place but no, you do too. <laughs> yeah no that was uh that was really um yeah i was like found myself oddly turned on by the freaking Twilight. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I'm watching this alone right now. <laughs> oh my god, you're wild, bro. You are wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay. So now talking about what happens once they leave the uh, leave the bar. Yeah. The the squad, the goon squad that jumps them. I have some questions for you <laughs> once you. Uh, once you fill in our listeners on what happened. So yeah, they all kind of circle them. They have these like red shields that kind of look like the shields that were used in Phantom Menace to kind of uh, separate 
um, like Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. But obviously those were like full wall shields and these are like portable handheld shields. It does look like the same thing, which is pretty cool. And, you know, these shows are very good at tying in DNA of Star Wars like that, you know, because Filoni knows more than Star Wars, I think, than George Lucas at this point. I fully (laughs) believe that, (laughs) Uh, which is kind of crazy to say, but I think it might be true. And then we get some help from the Gamorrean guards. It is very dope to see some Gamorrean guards be badass and take out some motherfuckers. And um, Boba and Fennec are teaming up to take some on. Some of them try to escape by climbing the walls, and, and Boba just fucking Iron Man's one and blows one up. Which is <laughs> and then Fennec fucking parkours and chases a few of them down and spares one of them and kicks the other one off the top of a building, which we get the, the dope, which I will never get enough of, the Wilhelm scream that, we, that is famously <laughs> used in most Star Wars properties. But I, I love seeing someone fall and do the... Ah! I love it. Every time it makes me laugh. It's so great. I, I love that they keep putting them in stuff. Like it happens to Mando all the time. And I, I love that they keep bringing that up. That's just a personal favorite of mine in Star Wars. Star Wars stuff. Is the, is Agreed. That. Agreed. It's always like a nice little Easter egg in every single piece of Star Wars it's, content. It's it's very, 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 very good stuff. And then we see uh, basically the Gamorrean guards have to take Boba back to the back to tank because this dude has been through some fucking shit i did we were talking after we both watched the episode of how man i kind of wish boba kicked some more ass in in that part specifically but i guess if you really think about it like the dude is still trying to heal and he's still not like a hundred percent and he did kind of get you know it was like two on what like eight or something like that and they still came out on top i mean they got the help of their two badass morian guards and shit but you know, it's, I was still like, man, he did blow a dude up <laughs> and, and, and killed someone with like the one of those staffs. Dude, yes, the, so the did, stun staff. He did take staff. out. So may, maybe, I, maybe I judged a little too harshly, but, um, you know, what, what else did you think of the rest of this battle? Because it, it was a pretty cool like fight sequence. Yeah. Where we get back to the, the uh, flashback to. <laughs> the flashback to, i love that i i totally agree though like um i would have liked to have seen him you know just break it down on these dudes especially because after the end of mando season two like boba was one of the baddest men in the entire show and then Fennec shand did a 360 jump snipe in yeah mando season two <laughs> so like she's no stranger to being a total badass and so, like, seeing them get surrounded by these guys, uh, I guess, like, part of it is just, like, the preparation and the ambush aspect of, like, them, you know, they had the shields, which were not going to be broken by anything that they could do. Um, right. So, it wasn't really a fair fight by any means, but I still was a little disappointed that... Um, you know, the Gamorrean Gamor- guards really were the saving grace of them. Like, I liked that they were incorporated, but I feel like outside of this in this one time, those two have always been completely useless in every other piece of Star Wars content. Like, yes, they're they're terrible <laughs> guards. <laughs> Literally jokes, pretty much. In, yeah. in the rest of Star Wars lore. So that's what I'm saying. I was glad to see him like be badasses for once and not just be like a joke. You know, like it was I was like, damn, thank God. I was like, they're finally giving some respect. Yes. Like, damn the Morian guards, bro. <laughs> I mean they um, look badass. They should be 
somewhat badass. Yeah, they have these huge axes. Like, yeah, I want to see them. I want to see them break it down. But um, <laughs> so these these assassins, right? Two questions yeah. for you. First question: Do you think that this was the second? You know, uh, uh, what did they call it? Con, like consult or uh, whatever that was from the mayor. Do you think that was tied together? Probably. I think it's kind of a, a combination of these were sent by the mayor and that probably other people were involved, like maybe the Twi'lek that leaded the cantina or led the cantina or any other kind of figures like that in Mos Espa. It's definitely very possible. Uh, and I think that's probably gonna be the whole point of this show is well, other than filling in gaps that we've kind of always wanted to see in Star Wars lore for Boba Fett, but him trying to come to power in Mos Espa and fully take over as Jabba, like the new Jabba, basically. But he wants to rule it different. He wants to rule res- with respect, not with fear. And that was kind of like the whole thing where Fennec was like, you know, you should do it this way. So they all fear you and stuff like that. And he's like, that's not how I want to do it. I want people to respect me. Like, And we found out that he ha- does have a code. And he is technically kind of a Mandalorian, but also still not a Mandalorian. Because mm-hmm. he has like the Mandalorian chain code that was from his father. Um you know, he wasn't really raised in Mandalorian ways, like Jaren or um, Bo-Katan or, or, or Sabine Wren or anything like that. So he's not like a full Mandalorian, but it's a weird technical thing, you know, if you really get into it. Yeah. I also... Um, okay, so the second question I have about that gang, and, and I just want to mention, I really liked the parkour scene with Finnick because we don't have a lot of that in Star Wars. Um, like legit yeah. parkour. And so I really, really enjoyed that. Cause it's just like, again, it's, it's expanding the star Wars universe to allow for like more types of action and more, you yeah. know, character characters to be really cool. Um, but my second question being when they, so if, if it wasn't related to the mayor, my first thought was, holy crap, could this be crimson Dawn from the solo movie? Yes, I, I do think I was going to bring that up uh, uh, probably next, but I, I do think that, that it's been a heavy, pretty big rumor that Amelia Clark's going to return as the new, the new leader of Crimson Dawn because as we know by now, spoilers for Rebels, Darth Maul's dead as fuck way before this. Yeah. He's been dead for, for a while. And we saw that he was the leader of, of Crimson Dawn in, in Solo. But I, I think at this point, Amelia Clark would have taken over because she was already a leading officer. And then with it's, it's just kind of weird how I do hope we get like a Crimson Dawn series or something that fills in that gap because mm-hmm. of what happens between like the finale of Clone Wars into Rebels. It's kind of hard to explain like what the fuck happened with Darth Maul and Crimson Dawn because he it never gets brought up with him at all. Mm-hmm. You know, he's taken over Mandalore. And I do have a theory that maybe even though the Empire took over Mandalore from Maul at that finale of the Clone Wars, that the Crimson Dawn may have taken over Mandalore. And I do think like the big tie event is going to be the re-siege of Mandalore with Bo-Katan, possibly Sabine and Ahsoka and that the whole Rebel squad and uh, Mando and Boba, maybe. And have to take on the Crimson Dawn to retake Mandalore for uh, Bo-Katan. Or maybe Mando ends up being, because technically he has like 
quote unquote rights to the throne because it's a dark sleeper. And that's like heated in, you know, the Mandalore lore. So I, I, I that's like my weird theory that the Crimson Dawn took over Mandalore and they are now ruling it. Because we haven't heard anything about it since that the Clone Wars season seven finale of how they took over Darth Maul took over Mandalore with Death Watch and then the Emperor kind of took it over from him and made Darth mm-hmm. Maul's bitch pretty much. <laughs> or made yeah. The Emperor made Darth Maul's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and his brother. He also made his brother his bitch. <laughs> and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and killed him. <laughs> yeah, I right. so I think I think it'd be really cool if they brought in Crimson Dawn. Um because like I would love to see them, you know, build out from some of like Solo would be a much better movie if it starts to tie into yes. other Star Wars content, which I would really appreciate. Um so I hope that's the case. That seems to be the seems to be the strength of Star Wars and anything is that anything that's been quote unquote lackluster to certain people, they've been using series to make them better. They did it with the prequels. They uh, they're doing it now with Mando with the sequel trilogy, and now they could do it with this show with all of that, and they could do it with Solo too, mm-hmm. which is cool with me. If you make things better, it's 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 only going to make every you know what, what's wrong with that you know what's wrong with making everything better. It's like the the biggest MCU strength is any movie can kind of add more to something that you didn't like before. And you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool that they did that. And they're doing it with Star Wars, too. It's smart. So we'll see where, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. The, the clever retcons, like, like the Mandarin from <laughs> Iron Man 3 and him being, you know, more prominent in uh, Shang-Chi. Like, that was sick. Yep. I really, I liked him a lot more. And same with Wanda and Vision after we got a WandaVision show. Like, yep. Exactly. Definitely fell or way closer to them. Clint, Clint with the Hawkeye series. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Everyone's like, I don't hate Clint, and I was like, I don't know why you hate Clint before, but whatever, man. You do you. <laughs> I know. I was always the odd man out. I was like, I love Hawkeye. I don't know why everybody hates on him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I get uh, maybe like he's the heart of Age of Ultron, and a lot of people don't like Age of Ultron. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. people just forget of what a cool role he has in that movie. I don't know. But another thing I thought Crimson Dawn might tie into when. Boba gets back to the back to tank and goes into another uh, uh, flashback to <laughs> <laughs> is that we see one of the kids from the career take uh, Boba and the Rodian and they go to a moisture farm and they see this gang of people write this symbol, which no one seems to know what that symbol means. And I'm guessing it'll get revealed later on, but they could be tied to the Crimson Dawn possibly or something else. It's kind of hard to even theorize, um, but I'm interested to see where that kind of ends up too but it, that that could be a, a crimson dawn thing too we'll see um then we see the kid makes them dig for water and as they're doing that the rodian wakes up this crazy goro looking motherfucking monster <laughs> kills the rodian bummer <laughs> see you later dude and that Boba t- takes on and kills with his chain, suffocates it just like Leia did to Jabba the Hutt, which was which is really cool. They go back to the camp and they reveal that hey, we took him down, blah blah blah, and that now Boba has the respect of the Tusken Raiders, which makes sense because when we saw him, he was like fully in Tusken Raider guard and had like weapons that were Tusken Raider like. So I'm guessing we'll see more of his like rise in the tribe probably if i yeah. guess uh th- throughout this series 
which would be pretty cool. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's the end of episode one, pretty much. Uh, before we get into some other theories of might ha- that might happen. Uh, what did you think of this last little uh, flashback here? Uh, I actually loved... Uh, first of all, one of my favorite things about the Mandalorian is the introduction of new wildlife into yes. Star Wars. I'm always a big fan of that. Um, so I was very much enjoying that, like the frog people from season two. Uh, loved Ooh, them. Yes. Um, and you know there were some other animals that uh, they introduced in, in season two. Too, I believe as well, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Like the mud horn from season one was really cool, and I think maybe we saw that in the arena scene for Attack of the Clones. Um, oh yeah, probably, probably yeah. But uh, it was kind of a cool, like nod to bringing bringing that back. Um, so huge fan. Uh, I was like, where the hell has this thing been throughout, like, every other million times we've been to Tatooine? Like, how have I never even heard of this thing? Um, Dog, he was sleeping in the sand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I did, like, like, I really liked how Boba killed him. I thought that was cool. And he's very badass. And I'm loving this whole, like, subplot of him like you said kind of rising up through the ranks of the tuscan raiders um i feel like the one strong suit that the tv shows both of them have shown so far is they're really really giving a lot of background to the tuscan raiders which i they're so iconic in star wars so i love that like we're getting this like tribal dynamic and you know you've had like mando who's negotiated with them now you have boba who's like being respected for like saving the the child tuscan raider um yep so i think the the world expansion is awesome and uh the fight itself it was cool um it wasn't anything like too crazy but i did yeah. like that there was like some you know a little bit of action towards the end of the episode and it just reaffirmed how badass boba is even though he was like yeah. on death's door from the stomach acid yeah. <laughs> straight up just completely cooked the dude was literally cooked yeah and- he was peeling in layers <laughs> Yeah, it was that that makeup was wild that they used for him in, the, in this episode. Good for him. And it's funny, kind of funny that they're like, oh, yeah, we're healing him in this back to tank. So it can just be tomorrow Morrison full out instead of having all these scars on his face. That he has to go through makeup for hours. So you can just be him. <laughs> yep. It's like also like a story device and practicality in, in one one fell swoop. Good for them. Good for them. There is one more theory I have. All right. OK, so have you watched the Bad Batch? I have. Okay, so we know that Omega or Omega, sometimes it is it is pronounced that she is a clone of Django as well, technically related to Boba, and I think it'd probably be the since she was like a kid and not like rapidly growing up like the other clones, she's probably the only other clone that grows like a normal human. Just like Boba did. He was the only other clone that grew like a normal human being. 
so and Fennec Shand was in that. She was hunting for Omega to kind of bring her back to Kamino, which ended up being pointless in the end. But <laughs> um, I wonder if we'll get a tie into that. You know what I mean? Dude, that would be really, really cool. I mean, honestly, I feel like she's a possibility. Um, I, get, I imagine that the actual Bad Batch themselves couldn't cameo because I think they'd be too old. Um, I think they'd be dead by now. Yeah, maybe not, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> hard to tell. And then, like, uh, it would also be pretty sweet to get. Um, like, I would love to see Cad Bane from that's the one Clone I Wars. definitely, definitely fucking want to see. We've never seen him live action. Obviously, yeah. he's a big Filoni character. Mm-hmm. So I would love. Uh, well, so I guess is the dent in Boba's helmet was a deleted scene from Clone Wars and it was supposed to be a face-off with Cad Bane and Boba. And that's the reason why there's a dent in the helmet is from Cad Bane. So it would be dope if we saw a flashback with, even if it was a flashback with Cad Bane or we see him both in the past and the present, that would be so dope. I would love to see him in live action. Dude, I I feel the same way about Omega though. Like I had not really thought about that because I had forgotten that she was... I just thought about that a little later. Because yeah, the Camino stuff jarred my memories about Bad Batch, and I'm like, oh yeah, I was like, I totally forgot that Fennekshin was in that series and was hunting for Omega, and I, I wonder if she like knows that Boba is a clone technically. I I'm, like I wouldn't know if she knows or anything like that. Like but as it's possible as an adult, I would imagine she probably would because she seemed like very much in the know as a child. So this is like what yeah. thirty years removed, roughly. Or something like that. Or like 20-something. or I'd have to look up the math and see what actually... Actually, it might be closer to 30 or 40. Now that you say that. But that would be... a big jump. That would be so rad. I mean, I, I think that's one of the strong things about this show that I'm looking forward to is like... Um, and I guess this is sort of a criticism as well that I saw a lot of people had, but like this first episode doesn't really move the story forward at all. Like it's much more of a setup and explanatory of like where Boba's been. Um, so we don't really know where the story is going to go outside of the assassins being incorporated. Um, and obviously him setting up the, the criminal empire and being in control of it. But I'm really, really intrigued to kind of see like what the the week-to-week running storyline will be um because i think it'll you know it'll be definitely different than mando um and 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 i said this to you like my one criticism about this and i can understand why they didn't do it since it's only seven episodes but i think that there would be a really a much more positive like uh like dialogue surrounding the show had they dropped two episodes on week one um just because like i feel like people really want to know like where the story is going to go and get like kind of hooked on that and and you know we got grogu in episode one of mando so yeah that's what i was like man it wasn't like it wasn't like the premiere of mando and i was like yo we got fucking baby yoda (laughs) (laughs) i kept secret of episode one i was like i don't think we're gonna anything that'd be that crazy like, yeah, I literally have no idea what could have been that insane. I don't think anything, you know, I was like, no, yeah, pretty hard comparison to compare it to that. I was like, that dude is like a, literally a cultural phenomenon, a pop culture phenomenon, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. Like, here he is. We're watching that and being, I was like, 
what the fuck? Another Yoda? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, how are you going to match that? You know? I mean, we got the Starlight Pit scene, which was dope, but it's not yeah. Baby Yoda level. But what is? What is Baby Yoda level? Luke Skywalker up there, too, I guess. Yeah. Like, like uh, what do you expect? You know, like, like literally Ahsoka would be like the only other thing that I could think of that people would go ape shit. And that's yeah. only for like the like, hardcore Star she, Wars fans. Why would she show up on Tatooine randomly? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> where is Ezra? <laughs> where is Thrawn? Yeah. Where's Thrawn? Oh my God. Can't wait to see Thrawn in live action. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I know, dude. I am so, so hype. Uh, that's going to be incredible. I, I will say, um, Let's see what what else uh, what else did I want to mention before like um, we stop talking about Book of Boba episode one. Oh, um, what did you think was like wh- like? Do you think that the main antagonist of this show is going to be the mayor, or do you think it's going to be like a completely like? Do you think that they're like not really telling us what's going to happen, um, like for the overall storyline? Hmm. Yeah, it's a really good question. I, I do kind of hope it's kind of like the mayor, but he's like working for or is under kind of intense pressure from something like Crimson Dawn or something like that. I think that would be really cool. And they're kind of the big bad. It's just I don't know how it's going to resolve. And But I kind of like that, that I don't really know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Kind of to add to what you said about, oh, we don't really know what the story is. To me, that's kind of like exciting. Because it yeah. keeps you guessing from week to week of like what's going to happen. Because I I don't know, and that's kind of the most exciting shows when, especially week to week shows, when you're like I have no idea what's coming next. Yeah, I mean, we kind of know that they're probably going to interrogate the one assassin they held captive. But other than that, like we have no idea what these uh, flashbacks are going to be. Kind of what's going to move the story forward in the present. Um, but I, I definitely would like if it was kind of something like that. Like we see the mayor next episode or something, and it's kind of revealed that it's like, Oh yeah, I work for someone else kind of thing. Yeah. That would be cool. And I hope I just thought about this too. You know, it'd be really sick is if we see Cobb Vanth. Yes. Like, Oh yeah. Hmm, interesting. I would love that. Absolutely. Like in present day that. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the book of Boba takes place like very shortly after Mando season two and the beginning of Mando season yeah. two is when he obviously works with Cobb Vanth to kill the, the right. um Kray Dragon. So it would be cool to see like either Tatooine. Yeah, and I mean Boba is now in charge of the criminal empire and what if like I mean my thoughts of it are like eventually Boba becomes like the legit ruler of Tatooine somehow. Right. Right. He's he's like actually the Jabba of Tatooine basically. Yeah. The new Jabba. I think that's probably the the conclusion. But another question: Do you think Mando shows up in this one? I think there's been rumors of him showing up. I Dude, don't know. I guess we'll find out, see where it goes, to see if he does. That would be amazing. I would be really happy if they did have him, but I'm not gonna expect it because I can't have another right. Mephisto situation, and I definitely I mean, can't do that different. for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a character that they interact with, <laughs> and someone we just wanted to show up. You know, so at least plausible it's not way more possible than mephisto happening 
<laughs> he's not some YouTube comic book nerd's wet dream. <laughs> like he actually hey, exists. I, I will say that every other series, the, the Mephisto of the series had showed up. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got For King. Sure. We got Kingpin. You know. Yep. Yep. Everything's coming up. <laughs> Everything's coming up. Millhouse. But, it would be I cool mean, be, to. Uh, I'd be stoked to see him if we did see him. I mean, hell, dude! Like we could even potentially see spoilers for the end of season two Mando, but we could see baby Yoda. We could see Grogu and Luke potentially too. I think they'll wait on them. I do too. Even in season three of Mando, I, th- I think we'll wait on them. But I know there was a poster that came out that had them both on it, so I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. That's what if he runs into right? Obi Wan? Oh, Obi Wan's dead. Never mind. Dead, <laughs> I was like, "How?" <laughs> I I got the timeline mixed. <laughs> what it, if he runs into Obi Wan when he's dead? It, it it is a little hard because I mean we have been talking about Bad Batch, which obviously takes place right after Episode Three, and you know the, that's the thing with Star Wars properties; they all jump around in timeline, so it's kind of sometimes it's, it's very easy to get confused in the timeline of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Even us being like, how long was it after episode three? 20, 30, something like that? Year? It's been a while. <laughs> it's, been some e- it's been some years, all right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> I, I will say that I think that, like, there's, I've seen, like, a lot of negative feedback about the first episode. And, like, I want to push back on that for people who were like, I just didn't like yeah. it. It's fine if you didn't like it, but it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like yeah. super it didn't answer every question you had and move the story forward and introduce every character and do everything all in one episode this is something i want to do it as we wrap up i've never done this for an after show i wanted to rate this episode okay so uh, out of five boba helmets how many helmets would you give this episode i'd probably give it I would say probably a three out of five Boba helmets. Like it's very middle of the road for me. Yeah. Like I liked it. (laughs) I just like, I want to see more of Boba like gunfighting because that's like really what his expertise is. So there wasn't a lot of that. Um, But I did, I feel like I'll probably like it more once there's like more, you know, rolling. Exactly. Once, once there's more for me to sink my teeth into, um, but I, I loved a lot of like the stuff that was going on in it. So I'm just yeah. trying to be very frugal with my ratings until I see like kind of what what there is out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm very I'm very kind of weird about my ratings. Like a three for me is like pretty bad, but it's weird. That means like I didn't like it, but there's parts of it I liked. And a four is like, yeah, it's good. It's not great. But it's pretty good. Because if you think about it out of a ten, that's like an it's like an eight out of ten, which you know is good, mm-hmm. but not amazing. 80 out of 100 isn't amazing. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so like three for me is like pretty bad. <laughs> it's like almost like the whole thing sucks, but there's some parts I liked of it. That's like my three. It's a very, I have a very weird system. I, I just go off what I'm feeling. I think I just but like it, was, mom, I, I think I was like really hyped for it. And then it wasn't like it didn't deliver the way crazy. that Mando season one, episode one did, but I'm not like down on it by any means. I just think that like they had to do the setup. And I think once the show starts to hit its stride, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it was very front heavy. I'll I'll say, I mean, the opening scene is like fucking wild. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're like riding off a high of the Sarlacc pit stuff. And then after that, it definitely isn't as good as that scene, but it's, you know, 
like we said, it's kind of hard to live up to that scene. Unless yeah. you had some crazy fucking thing at the end, which again we talked about, I have no idea what it would be. Like I have no idea what they could have done to be like, oh fuck, you know? Yeah. And also, you can't, you kind of can't give everything away in the first episode, too. You know, you got kind of got to keep it rolling and keep the hype going. It'd be kind of weird if they blew their wad in you know one episode. But. Yeah, and I don't even think that they necessarily needed to have the strongest pilot to this show because people are right. crazy about Star Wars and he's an iconic character. So, like, you really don't have yeah. to, you know, like you said, go go hard in the paint for the first episode to keep me watching. I'm going to watch it every week regardless. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I actually have – I saw a lot of positive on, on my timeline on Facebook. I did see some, I guess, not even negative, more of kind of like what MASH said. He was like, it's fine. You know, he didn't yeah. really rave about it, but he was like, it was whatever. It's cool. I'm still going to watch it. But it's not like he hated it. He didn't love it, you know, which is, is fair. It's fair. I was the same way. I just thought it was really good. I did not think it was great. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I also, I've only watched it once since it dropped, and I did watch it the night it dropped, so it was pretty late. So I think I was like, I had like the tired bias going on a little bit too, because uh, it, yes. it doesn't have like insane action throughout. Um, but I I think it's going to be awesome. I love Boba Fett. Yeah. I really hope that they go into his backstory before the, uh, like his employment with Jabba and like some of the stuff that he was doing, yes. you know, when he was younger, I think that there's a lot of potential there. Um, since they're already doing the flashback does. <laughs> Sorry, new rock stars. We're stealing it. Next. <laughs> it's an amazing phrase and I will use that until yeah. the day I die. <laughs> as soon as he said, it, I was like, damn, that's good. That's so good. All right. Anything else you want to have before we wrap this show up? No, man, I think we, uh, I just think that we're going to get to see some some familiar faces from across all the different Star Wars mediums, and I'm really excited for that. I mean, even even if the show is not nearly as good as Mando Season 1 or Season 2 once it's completely finished, I'm just happy we're getting more content because I think the world building is one of the best parts of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, me too. The, these series have been doing a really great job of that and building up characters and making expanding the universe even bigger than it already is i know a lot of these are kind of like smaller scale stories but they do a good job of expanding the universe within these smaller scale stories which has been the biggest plus for star wars series in, in my mind it's been very very cool to see the connective tissue between all the arrows and the characters and shit like that it's it's probably the coolest part about star wars at least in present times of how mm -hmm. they, they get to do that, that kind of stuff they got a lot of lore and, and time frames and characters to play with. And they've been, and especially Filoni and Favreau have been doing an amazing, amazing job at, at doing such. So can't wait to see more. I, I yeah. love this stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, we'll be back next week. Talking more Boba Fett, more Fang Shan, more whoever the fuck else is going to show up until next week. See you later, nerds. May the force be with you.